Welcome to Talking Jazz. My guest today is Kendrick Oliver, and Kendrick will bring his fantastic big band to the Notre Dame Jazz Festival in a very short amount of time. And I'm excited to talk to him because as the big band title said, there's several generations coming together and not just from ages, but from music and from various backgrounds and in his missions you said with the signature alpha and omega sound we want to take big band where it's never gone before our goal is to have a 12 year old and a 75 year old dancing to the same groove our sound has been described as count basie meets mahalia jackson to swing like basie and to have the impact of mahalia jackson so this is your vision and i love this and welcome kendrick thank you for having me it's my pleasure to be with you so before we dive into the music and discuss some of the things i would love for you to share in a nutshell, who is Kendrick Oliver? What what should we know? I'm a 48-year-old, you know, arranger, director. I'm a big band enthusiast. I love the style. I think there's there's no art form quite like it. When it's done right and, and you have 20 musicians who come together, it's just a unique display of musicianship because you have 20 musicians trying to sacrifice, they're sacrificing their own sound to become one. And I've always been fascinated by it. And the first time I, I heard a, a large jazz orchestra, I, I fell in love with it. So I would describe myself as an enthusiast. I'm an encyclopedia of the music. I study it all the time. I study the greats and, and particularly Count Basie and Duke. Uh, I'm a sports fan. I love sports and I like to relate the music to sports. You can see, you know, we're on Zoom, but we can see it in my background. I'm a big sports fan. So I'm just, I'm very passionate about that. And I'm also a man of faith and you will be able to hear that through our music as well. I just like to incorporate all those things into that artistry. That was a very good, quick synopsis. And I love that, <laughs> you know, just to point out you, uh, you went to Berkeley and to New England Conservatory, right? Well, I did some, I did some, uh, some teaching and some master classes at New England Conservatory, but I, I, I attended Berkeley, I graduated. From- and you're a tuba player. I am a tuba player. Yeah. I, that was my first instrument. You know, a great story. When I was seven, I went to a music magnet school, Parker Elementary in Houston, Texas. And I started off on piano and I was dreadful. I was just absolutely dreadful at piano. I did it for a year. And then when I came back, when I, when I turned eight, I came back my third grade year, the piano teacher, she looked at me, she said, I think you're supposed to be in band. And she walked me to the band room. And she said, isn't Kendrick Oliver supposed to be in band? And she winked at the band director, like almost like, can you take this kid? Because like, I mean, I think she just knew I was never meant to play piano. So I went to band and then they put me on euphonium. I was really bad at that for two months. And then the band director there, I'll never forget this. He made, he had the bright idea to switch me to tuba. And after two weeks, he was like, Kendrick, you found your instrument. And I like to tell people that that piano teacher's wink changed the course of my life because I became a great tuba player. And that's how I got my scholarship to Berkeley. That's a really great story, <laughs> you know, and, and it relates often to what David Baker told me too about those great teachers at Crispus mm-hmm. Attucks High School in Indianapolis who were just mm-hmm. so good at providing exactly the needed support for their kids so they could succeed and become some of the best, Absolutely. greatest musicians out there and find what they needed. Yeah, let's dive into some of this music. Imagine my frustration. I love my namesake here on vocals, Monica Link. Monica Link Anderson. Now she's married now, but she's a fantastic vocalist. 
what I love about this is the Ellington tune, but we take we take it and, and what's great, Monica makes it her own. She really captures, she doesn't imitate Ellis. She just really does Monica on it. And that we have the great Christian McBride on bass as well. That is absolutely amazing and noticeable. Let's dive in and we'll have lots more to talk about. So here is Imagine My Frustration from Welcome to New Life by Kendrick Oliver. Give me the title, the name of the big band again so I say it right. Uh, Kendrick Oliver and the New Life Jazz Orchestra. Kendrick Oliver and the New Life Jazz Orchestra with Monica Link Anderson on vocals. Here we go. Thank you. 
that was Imagine My Frustration, a recording from the Welcome to New Life album by my guest today, Kendrick Oliver, and the new, now I should know it by now, the New Life Jazz Orchestra. Did I say that right? That's correct. <laughs> I got it. Kendrick Oliver's New Life Jazz Orchestra. And we heard Monica Link on vocals. I'll point out some of the other players soon, too. Of course, the Chris, great uh, Christian McBride is uh, guesting on bass and Mark Copeland on piano. The next one we're going to listen to is, is the classic God Bless the Child, where Billie Holiday wrote the lyrics to it. Mm -hmm. And we'll hear it in the blood, sweat, and tears version, sort of kind of standard for the big band. And what I thought was noticeable is that, yes, it's a big band, but then comes the vocals and the piano, and it feels like a combo inside. So it's very intimate, even though you have the big surroundings. So I wanted to, to ask you a little bit about who arranges, how do you arrange, what's the principles behind it? Share a little bit. So we have several people in the band and range along with myself. My main guy is, his name is Jason Anderson. He's a tenor player in the band. He's been in the band for over 25 years. He's actually married to Monica, Monica Link Anderson. So they make a great, they make a great duo. Earlier, when I first put together the band, our, our first show was a Black History Month concert at Berklee College of Music. Uh, Roy Hargrove was our guest. It was fantastic. And it really launched us. But afterwards, we were really trying to figure out, like, what's our sound? Who, what are we going to sound like? And and that's really when I, as a leader, I had to start doing my homework. So I started studying a lot of Ellington. I was studying Woody Herman. I was studying, you know, I was I was going through all kinds of stuff, Thad Jones and Mel Lewis. But really, when I got to Basie, there was just something different about it. It just it just it connected with me. And I didn't want to imitate Basie, but I I knew that had to be part of what we were going to sound like. And then we started incorporating the gospel to it, the gospel element to it. And Jason was really key to that because I had all these ideas in my head and I was trying to get them out. And we really started collaborating on arrangements. And once we started to get the right arrangements, the band took off. Like we just, we went to another level. We started piping out arrangements. We were roommates at the time while at Berkeley. And I mean, we'd be up to five or six o'clock in the morning working on arrangements. And before you know, it, we had five or six and you could just tell the band went to another level. And then once you start to get that sound, you kind of know which musicians you have to go looking out for to play that music. And, and you mentioned Mark Copeland earlier. Mark, had, Mark is a protege of Cyrus Chestnut. They grew up together in Baltimore. And you really, we wanted guys who, who could play, you know, interpret, you know, the music of Basie, that style, but also had a church background. So you could hear that element in it. So that's where a lot of, you know, our arrangements really went towards that. Any any guys in my band who arrange things, they know our sound. They know certain things that they bring it to me. And if it's too avant-garde, if it's too straight ahead. And I was like, hey, you know, I like this, not for this band, but you know what we're looking for. And we like different ideas and we don't mind expanding somewhat. But really, Jason was the first arranger really to to hear my vision. Like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm going for. He's been an absolute master, really. He's crafted out, you know hundreds of arrangements for the band. Like I said, we have different, I uh, have a trombone player, Carrie Carson. She does a lot of arranging for me. And our whole trombone section really does a lot of arranging, but Jason has been my main arranger for over 25 years. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I noticed there's a tendency of trombonists <laughs> doing a lot of <laughs> arrangements. There seems to right. be something about 
the instrument and being like in the middle of things where you mm -hmm. have a grasp of what's needed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's very cool. Yeah. And there's definitely a, a very unique sound that brings mm -hmm. all these elements together. The the gospel, the church, the fun, mm -hmm. the deep swing and crazy. <laughs> and I also feel like, you know, I think one of the elements that I think jazz musicians have lost over the years, jazz orchestras have the ability to really recapture that. We really like, you'll hear in our music, you hear the gospel, you hear the comments, but you hear a lot of call and response, a lot of interactions with the crowd. I really think jazz music for many years, we've kind of lost that element to really keep the crowd involved because that's really how you expand the music, a different place. We try to do a lot of things that keeps the crowd involved and everybody interactive versus kind of going in our own world when it comes to the music. So uh, that's always been really important to me. Uh, you're so right. You hear that throughout the album and we'll have several selection. You just hear the crowd respond and and they're not asked to respond that comes no. because they're moved by the music and that's that's the cool thing yeah and that's that, that's what we're hoping to accomplish we want people to be moved and and they're i mean without the crowd what are we you know what i mean we, we need our audience and we're part of it so it's important to us absolutely of course you know billy holiday's classic is a great selection for that mm -hmm. so much meaning in terms of history and her repertoire and absolutely putting that together so let's have a listen to the responses and god bless the child the blood sweat and tears tinged version of the album welcome to a new life by kendrick oliver's new life orchestra yes. here we go God shall get then that's not shall lose for the Bible says and it's did is news mama may have papa may have but God bless the child that's gonna go Don't you take too much love 
God Bless the Child as a selection from the live album Welcome to New Life by Kendrick Oliver's New Life Orchestra, who will be the guest group at the Notre Dame Jazz Festival up in Notre Dame, Indiana this year. And I can tell the kids will be in for a really, really, really cool experience. And, and as we talked about earlier, an experience where you don't just sit down and listen, but you respond, you get moved. And, you know, the, the next one we're going to get to is a tune called The Comeback. Mm -hmm. And it just has such a deep blues and, and swing. And I mean, you can't help it. You, you have to get up and do this. And it was really interesting. There was an article actually, or NPR did this report recently, and Christian McBride was part of it. He was commenting and they were talking about what is actually swing, right? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about this lab in Germany who had like analyzed the time movement and thought they designated, oh, it's if you move that much over and the <laughs> note is that much delayed and, and we can measure it. Mm -hmm. And then most others were like, well, but it doesn't <laughs> quite work that way because it's actually made up of not being the same every time. <laughs> what makes yeah, it's true. So I don't know, do, do you have any perspective? What makes something swing so hard? I think it's just swing is no different than, you know, I've been, I've had the, the, the great blessing of being around great musicians, whether they were jazz musicians, funk musicians, pop musicians. Swing is just an element of group. You know what I mean? You either have it, you know, or you don't. And I always tell people, you can't teach people how to groove. You can't teach people how to, it's either in you. Now I can teach you, we can develop your musical repertoire. But that swing is either in you, you can do it. You can, you can go, it's amazing to me, you can go to certain places and you hear certain bands. One of the great basic tunes is Shiny Stock and the Frank Foster arrangement. It is a, it's it's the most sold piece of big band catalog in the in the history of music, Shiny Stocking. But you've heard different bands play and certain bands can pull it off and certain bands can't. You know what I mean? The same, and they're very simple figures. They're not, it's not difficult in terms of articulation. But the style, the stylistic part of it is very, if you're not, you know, versed in, in how to interpret that swing, it's, it doesn't come off well. And it's just an element of group. It's it's either there or it, it's not. And through the annals of time, those guys who have that groove are typically the guys who have become the most popular and the most successful musician. But it's, I, I don't know of a way to measure it. It doesn't matter how what you look like, you either have it or you don't. It's just... I don't know how you measure it in a lab. It's just something built inside of you. And some guys just have, some guys, it just comes really naturally. I guess they were just trying to figure out how much you delay <laughs> eight notes over to make right. it not even if that yeah. makes just the right, right. mix, you know. <laughs> right here, right here. Computers, like it's funny when you're, when you're doing big bands arrangements and you're using certain software, once you finish the razor, you can hit a button and the computer will play it back to you. And it just doesn't sound like, you know, it's not the same thing until a human being gets a hold of, well, the right human being anyway. But it's just, I mean, I'm so grateful to have a, a part in being able to produce something like this, the swing element. It's just, it's just really a lost art. For sure. And, you know, I think this gives us the hope going into the age of AI where, where we get all <laughs> replaced by computers right. because they can do the same job. Right. They will 
not be able to swing like you. No, the AI won't, it won't work. We'll always need it. <laughs> so let's do it. All right. So get ready to get up and swing along and voice your support when you feel <laughs> like it. <laughs> Go to church. <laughs> but here's the comeback. And this is another selection of this wonderful recording. Welcome to New Life by my guest today. Kendrick Oliver and the New Life Orchestra. Here we go.
I was to come back, and I hope nobody was sitting still right now and dancing <laughs> around the room. <laughs> We're having a wonderful conversation with Kendrick Oliver, who is the leader of this group, um, the New Life Jazz Orchestra. And the group is coming to Notre Dame to the Jazz Festival. And if you have a chance to go there and participate and swing along, do it. Don't miss it. But in any case, you should find that recording wherever you can and enjoy it. Because um, we'll, we'll have a few more selections of it. And this next one is actually uh, old, um, well, Wait in the Water, which yes. is a gospel standard. And we'll hear the great Christian McBride doing an introduction where you can just hear how he holds the audience in his hands. You mm -hmm. know? Usually there's all the bass player jokes that when the bass solo starts, everybody starts talking and right, right. <laughs> he gets lost in the <laughs> shuffle and there are plenty of them. But with the Christian McBride solo, nobody would ever dare <laughs> to start talking. Right. They, they can't do that. And I love the arrangement. The way it's packed into a really modern brass groove. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you get to play tuba on this or not, but there's definitely a low brass <laughs> heaviness. Yeah. And then those hits. So I would love to hear from you to give us some insights, A, on, on the arrangement and, and why you picked this tune, what significance it has. For you. Well, you know, as we talked before, the gospel element is a big influence on the group. I grew up in Houston, Texas. You know, my mom, my mom is the pastor. So I was grew up in church and Wade in the Water was the staple in any church you grew up in. And uh, this was one of the first arrangements that I did and along with uh, Jason and I. It was one of the first arrangements we put together. And one of the things we really, when we started this, we really wanted to really have this highlight what our sound was going to be like. This was going to be one of our staples. And you can hear like we have Christian at the top of it. Uh, the song also features Miguel Zanone on alto saxophone. He's on this record. Uh, and also Walter Smith, a tenor saxophone player. So just a great, great group of guys we had that night. And you can hear the singing element, you know, the the vamp with the bass. I remember, you know, sitting in the practice room, Jason and I were sitting there, he had a keyboard and he was kept telling me, he said, we just need a bass line. We need some catchy bass line to bring this together. And I remember sitting there with my tuba and I just kept playing and I, and I said, you know, what key are we doing? And then finally we found the bass line. Once we got the bass lines for the intro, I mean, the, the whole tune really came together. We wanted to really have that call and response and just really that heavy brass that you hear. A lot of times when you go to church down south, if, if, if the church has horns, you'll just hear really heavy brass bringing it together. So it really just, uh, it does, it goes a lot of places. It has the, the bass solo. It does the call and response with the singing. Brought in, there's an old movie called uh, Glory that featured Denzel Washington and Matthew Broderick. And we, we took some elements from that movie and we put it in there, but also, we wanted to make sure that we went in, when we went into the solos that we allowed the musicians, you know, we had three, we featured three great musicians, Julius Tolentino, who's the lead alto saxophone, Miguel Zanon, who, you know, he, he needs no introduction and Walter Smith. We wanted to give it a modern element so they could have some places to go, but then bring it back together with the shot chorus and come back to the church vibe. So it's really one of those songs that we go a lot of different places with. Yeah, I love that. And of course, I know Walter too. He taught at IU for a little bit before he mm -hmm. went back to Berkeley. So we got mm -hmm. to play here a little bit. Incredible, incredibly mm -hmm. talented person. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So the tuba had its part in there. Now we know. 
So let's let's have a listen and and especially to that low brass line. And I did make a note about this cinematic hit, so I'm glad you confirmed <laughs> the, the movie connotations too. Oh, explode! <laughs> okay, here's Wade in the Water, also from the Welcome to New Life recording that we're enjoying today by my guest Kendrick Oliver and the New Life Jazz Orchestra, which will come to the Notre Dame Jazz Festival very soon. So don't sleep and be there. Thank you. 
challenged by my guest today and his cohort, the uh, New Life Jazz Orchestra. We're talking about leading a big band, being influenced, and of course the group is coming to the Notre Dame Jazz Festival, so be there. But the next one is actually a Count Basie tune, one of the lesser knowns, because I had to find it too. (laughs) You know, on your description, you're saying, okay, we have a few workshops that we offer. Mm -hmm. And it's Swing the Blues, the tribute to Count Basie and the Kansas City Sound, Mm -hmm. Sing, Swing, Stop, Shout, again, do that. Mm -hmm. Be vibed, talking about Lionel Hampton Mm -hmm. or in the pocket or jazz goes to church. So Mm -hmm. you have, you know, very specific titles, obviously, that go with your sound. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious, um, when you do your workshops, which you'll do also at Notre Dame, I guess, what is the most important thing you want the next generation to come away with and, and carry away when 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 you teach them about these things? Well, I, I think it's important. Um, we we have a number of programs we present. You know, we have a basic program. We have the Jazz Goes to Church program. But when we present these programs, we really want to make sure that young musicians understand that this is something that you have to love it to do it. And you really have to embrace it if you're really going to try to do it professionally and, you know, for a career, you really have to break, embrace it and go after it. And and really always tell young guys, you know, what's the I was at a, a concert a few a few weeks ago uh, at a jazz club in the Boston area. And one of the musicians asked, like, you know, what's the key to really continue? And I was like, you just have to remember to do it afraid. You're going to always hit some wall where you're like, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. You're like, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready for this, but you just have to do it afraid and really dedicate yourself to the craft and not as some competition with any other musician, really for yourself to really just hone it. And that, and the more you hone it, the more you're going to enjoy it. Cause when that craft really starts to come together, you, you know, there's some special moments I can pinpoint back earlier in my, in my twenties and I'm no longer 20 anymore. When I first heard the sound of the band really coming together, like, wow, this I remember feeling like I was, we were in a rehearsal at Berkeley College of Music. And I remember the, there was a specific band room we used to rehearse in. It was room E15. That was our room. And I remember the day that it started, I heard the sound and I kind of looked around the band. I said, yo, this is going to work. You know, this collaboration between swing and gospel. And it's just, it's, it's amazing feeling when, you know, I said, this is going to work. And, and I knew people were going to connect with it. And I, that's what I want for a lot of, a lot of musicians, young musicians, when we go out there. I want to see that zeal in their eyes, like to know, like, hey, you know, I, I was you 20 something years ago, sitting in that audience, you know, looking at other older musicians, do clinics. I remember I went to a high school, high school performing at visual arts in Houston, Texas. And then we had a legendary um, jazz director. His name was Dr. Robert Morgan. So to give you some context on the musicians that this school put out, there's a legendary drummer, Chris Dave, uh, who's plays with the drum heads. And then my senior, I graduated my senior class. Jason Moran was our piano player. Uh, Eric Carlin was a, a junior. And there's another fantastic drummer, Mark Simmons. Like we were all in one band together. We graduated. And then the next class that came in was Robert Glasper. It was Walter Smith, uh, Kendrick Scott. These are just tremendous program putting out these musicians. And the one thing he stressed to us, he's like, be a student of this music. He's like, consume as much as you can, listen to as much as you can, you know, uh, not only practicing, but, you know, go to as many jam sessions as you can, expand your ideas. And that's really 
uh, what I always try to stress to uh, young musicians, just keep pressing at it. There's, there's a, always try to turn over more rocks to get uh, find a sound because there's, there's still more music ahead of us that we haven't gotten to yet. All right, inning new. So we'll listen to a, a great Count Basie arrangement. And what Count Basie always means, you have these riffs that are played off of each other and that kind of coined the style. And it's an important element of this question and answer technique where jazz is based on. So here it is by our New Life Orchestra from the album Welcome to New Life and the orchestra soon to be appearing at the Notre Dame Jazz Festival in the northern end of Indiana. Here we go. That was Inu, a Count Basie tune performed by the New Life Jazz Orchestra. The New Life Jazz Orchestra. And we have time for one more, which will be Welcome to New Life, which is the title track of the album. You know, we talked about how it's important that young musicians hone their crafts and stick with it. But I would say the task of leading a big band and making that work, that's a whole other level. I was just curious about what's next. When I first put the band together and I started, I've been working with Michael Valentine, my manager for over, for close to 30 years now. He always stressed to me, we have to keep ourselves marketable. That's one of the reasons why we, we stressed the program element. So when we're going traveling places. I mean, we're, we're a band based in the Northeast part of the country. So one of the reasons I think no, we attract, we were attracted, Notre Dame was attracted to us because we do have all those program elements in terms of not just coming to do a concert, but we're going to bring an education element, you know, to 
with the clinics and really teach about the music that we're doing and how that music has influenced us and and how it came before us and and what we're trying to make of it. So you really have to, as a large orchestra, in order to get uh, the type of investments you're looking for, you have to make yourself as marketable as possible. Not only having great musicians, but I had a conversation with a young guy a few years ago and I said, you know, putting, you can put a big band together. You could have like 20 burning musicians, all the best guys. But you're also going to have 20 egos there as well. So it's really not about, you know, the best musicians. It's about the right musicians uh, for your vision. And, of course, any great band is going to have virtuosos. I mean, we have, we've had Jeremy Pelton in our band. We've had, you know, I have Jimmy Green still a member. Just tremendous. Monica Link is our vocal. Monica Link Anderson is our vocalist. You're really going to have, have people who really are going to buy into the sound of the group. That's been one of the great blessings of the band. It's such a band full of humble musicians who just really want to be part of something uh, bigger than themselves. And that's part of it, too, of keeping the band, like keeping loyal musicians, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and making yourself as marketable as possible and really making sure that you're listening to the fans, you know what I mean? The fans of the music and appreciating them because without our loyal fans, we don't have a following. And, and honestly, if people bring in, you want to make sure people are going to come out to see you. So I so appreciate you you sharing with us today and, and sharing the music. It's so inspiring. And I hope the students, well, I know the students up there at Notre Dame will be inspired and they're so lucky to have you all and have you share all your insights and your tips and then of course the concert did you remind us exactly the date time do you have that off the top of your head the concert is february 25th at the debarlow performing arts center there at, on the notre dame campus and it's concerts at 7 30. yeah you, you can check our website you know we we travel all over but this is our first time in the indiana area so we're really excited to be there we hope people come out and join us. I think it's going to be a great time. Our last song, Welcome to New Life, an original. And we actually feature Jeremy Pell, Jimmy Green on this, which, which is a great treat. So thank you, Kendrick, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Talking Jazz. We'll take it out with Welcome to New Life from the album Welcome to New Life. It's the title track with Kendrick Oliver's New Life Jazz Orchestra.
Talking Jazz. My guest today was composer, arranger, tubist Kendrick Oliver, leader of the New Life Jazz Orchestra. You can hear Talking Jazz every Thursday at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. on WETF 105.7 in South Bend, Indiana, or online at jazzradiowetf.org. And Fridays at 8 p.m. on WICR 88.7, Indianapolis. Previous shows are also on my YouTube channel, Monica Hersig, M-O-N-I-K-A-H-E-R-Z-I-G. Please subscribe to the Talking Jazz playlist. Thank you for listening. <laughs>